Seasons change. Why not your tech? Upgrade now during the Dell Technologies Summer Sale event and save on select PCs, like the XPS 16, powered by Intel Core processors. You'll be able to bring your most intensive projects to life with built-in AI, minimalistic design, immersive visuals, and cinematic audio. When you shop online at dell.com deals, you'll have access to exceptional tech and electronics, plus free shipping on everything. Amazing prices await you for a limited time only at Dell.com slash deals. That's Dell.com slash deals. This Father's Day, the Home Depot has the perfect gift to help dad be everything he can be. Because your dad is more than just a dad. He's the groundskeeper of the yard, the perfecter of the patio, and the cleaner of the clippings. This Father's Day, power dad's doing with the convenience and gas-like power of Milwaukee cordless outdoor tools from the Home Depot. Plus, get up to $150 off select Milwaukee tools. Find the perfect Father's Day gift at the Home Depot. How doers get more done. Shop for Father's Day now in stores or online at homedepot.com. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Listening makes us smarter, more connected people. It makes us better partners, parents, and leaders. And there's no better place to start listening than Audible. Audible is where so many inspiring voices and compelling stories open listeners up to new experiences and ways of thinking. Audible members now get more than ever before. Members choose three titles every month, one audiobook plus two Audible originals that you can't hear anywhere else. Members also have unlimited access to more than 100 audio-guided fitness and meditation programs. Audible delivers bestsellers, business, self-improvement, memoirs, and more, all professionally narrated by actors, authors, and motivational superstars like Rachel Hollis, David Goggins, and Mel Robbins. Audible members can also get free access to the New York Times, Wall Street Journal, and Washington Post delivered daily to the Audible app. With the convenient app, members can access Audible anytime, at the gym, while commuting, or on the go, and on any device. We'll always pick right back up where you left off. Audible also offers free and easy audiobook exchanges, credits you can roll over for a year, and a library you keep forever even if you cancel. Explore all the ways listening on Audible can help improve mind, body, and soul with entertainment, information, and inspiration. You can get titles from your favorite iHeart talent such as Chelsea Handler, Danny Shapiro, Charlemagne the God, and Bobby Bones on Audible. Start listening now with a 30-day Audible trial and your first audiobook plus two Audible originals are free. Visit audible.com slash iHeart or text iHeart to 500-500. My next guest is the founder of Glory Foods Incorporated, a multi-million dollar food marketing company. She's recognized nationally as a business strategist and branding expert, having coached many startups to to sustainability. Her current venture, Just Ask Iris, is an entrepreneurial consulting coaching firm specializing in food enterprises that involve branding, finance, strategy, and other business topics. Please welcome to Money Making Conversation, Dr. Iris Ann Cooper. Good morning, everyone. Good morning. This is Rashawn McDonald. So happy to have you on the um, phone. How you doing? And likewise, I'm great. I'm great. And thank you for having me. Definitely. Let me ask you, uh, where are you at right now making this phone call? What city? I am I am in Dallas, Texas. I'm a Texas boy. So uh, you're in my country. Uh, Houston, okay. Texas is I'll where I'm going. I'll be good. I'll, I'll, I'll behave I'll, myself. It's a big state now. Got to be good. Got to be really big oh. and good. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Well, tell me, uh, what do you let, let's talk about uh, uh, when I was uh, 
running and like co-created the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Uh, Glory Foods advertised uh, to uh, several years on the show. Uh, the Neighborhood Awards, you know, one of our key sponsors for the Neighborhood Awards that we did in Las Vegas. So I'm very familiar with the product. I bought the product in stores. Tell us about how the whole Glory Food concept started and then became a major player in the um, on the shelves of various grocery stores throughout this country. Well, it all started with um, four people that worked together in yes, the ma'am. food business in a department store. I was the only female, and I was right out of the MBA program from um, Indiana University, had been a banker for a few years, but um, the guys came to me after we had worked together and said, Iris, we need your marketing expertise. We need to figure out a way to get soul food in the grocery stores because Ortega has uh, the Hispanic market mm-hmm. and LaCroix has the Chinese market, but there's no soul food. Mm-hmm. Well, my mama was from Mississippi, and I remember her spending all day cleaning greens, Clipping them, massaging them, seasoning them, cooking them. And I'm like, like, I'm not doing that. I work every day. I got kids. I got stuff to do. Mm -hmm. I said, we got to find a way to expedite that process if if you're going to have me involved. Right. And, um, and so they said, well, I don't know how to do that. And I said, well, we are going to have to find out how to do that because the woman in the 80s was not interested in spending four or five hours Ooh, working on greens. Man, neither. And so I said, here's what we're going to do. You all work on the technology. I'll work on the marketing and branding. Mm-hmm. And um, I did marketing research. I looked into the, the process of reaching black women who were in the workforce at the time right. and created the work, the business plan, the branding. And then while I was doing that, they were working on how to preseason vegetables That's before right. they're cooked in a can and then cook them all together in a mass production fashion. Mm-hmm. And the next thing we know is we are in front of Kroger, my partner, Bill Williams and myself, and I did a presentation to the buyers, all men, no PowerPoint, no overhead projector, not even a handout. And I was just talking about this niche of why we had to exercise the option right now, how powerful it would be, and it would reach black women all over the country. And so after I asked for questions, all they said was, we're in. We're going to send wow. you an order. Wow. And let me tell you something, Rashawn. It was just talk. We didn't even have the product. <laughs> and we sat out in front of the Kroger uh, regional office not knowing whether to laugh or cry. Yes. Because we had nothing. Yes. And so we were on an accelerated pace mm-hmm. to come up with this product so we could deliver. So it took us two years to get through FDA approval with this new disruptive cooking process. Mm-hmm. And Kroger waited. Kroger waited for us. We debuted in Columbus in the inner city, and our next stop was Atlanta. Now, now it was headquarters where? In Columbus, Ohio, in, in right in the hood. Columbus, Ohio. And how did the name yes. Glory Foods come about? How did that name come about? Well, I knew it had to be a name that had some versatility and flexibility. It also had to resonate 
with right. the black community. Right. And I don't know how many times we say glory in, in, a, in a week's time. We say it all the time, whether it's in reference glory, to... Glory, baby. Glory be. Yeah, glory it's a to glorious be to God. day. Glory, on, glory, glory, glory to God, yes. Mm-hmm. So that name, plus it was so flexible. Absolutely. It was in the movie with Denzel Washington. Ooh. It was um, in so Demo. many hymnals and in the Bible. Oscar and for just, that. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So when we got that name and saw that was available, we we jumped on it. Well, that was smart. And um, so 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 that was like you put the what they call the chicken before the car, or uh, which became first, the egg or the chicken? Yes. The, the train took off. The train took <laughs> so, off, and we were so, hurrying to so, jump on the caboose. So, so you got out there, Miss Fancy Talker. Miss Fancy Talker went out there. That's right. Talking in front of That's those right. men, all those big old words, and they said sold. Y'all went outside, Absolutely. all grown, grown African American people out in front of the building crying, crying happy, Absolutely. crying sad. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. <laughs> so, with that being said, what is the next step in that? Because you know, this is a major. You talking about food? You talking about manufacturing? You talking about canning? You talking about also the the whole process of being able to make it taste good, like grandma cooked it or your mama cooked it. And also, did you guys already have lined up the, the selections of yams, black-eyed peas, pinto beans, greens, or you just had a couple of them? Because I know that it always has to be sampled out by, by, you know, by people to say, this tastes really good. Tell us about that process. Well, Atlanta was the place that we went to test the recipes. Mm-hmm. I held a focus group with some of my contacts mm-hmm. in the Atlanta market before we actually went mm-hmm. with the product line. Mm-hmm. And I got really, really positive responses. So you have to do your marketing research before you jump out there and make right. that kind of investment. Right. And after we got the feedback from Atlanta and from Columbus, Ohio, which is a more conservative market, Absolutely. we knew we were on to something. And then we began to sample the product in various retail outlets. Um, and just, just to be clear, your path to commercialization is not going to be a straight line. You're <laughs> no. going to have detours. You're going to have detours. Mm-hmm. You're going to have uh, uh, stumbles along the way. Mm-hmm. And fortunately, we had my partners had strong food production background. Yes, I'm right. a marketing person, right. mm-hmm. and so we combined our talents and we jumped over those hurdles. We went through caves and tunnels, but mm-hmm. we finally landed in the spot that we wanted to in the beginning. Now, let me be clear. Glory Foods is was a marketing company. We didn't have the expertise or the, the fixed assets right. to manufacture these products. Mm-hmm. Right. So we subcontracted that out mm-hmm. to other companies. Mm-hmm. And in 2010, the company had reached $70 million in sales in like 35 states, and we sold it to the greens manufacturer. The lesson here is begin with the end in mind. And that your end was always to sell it? Um, it was started out to be a, um, a family-owned kind of business, yes, just like so many food businesses. Mm-hmm. But as time went on, we realized that there was market value. Right. Industry value. Right. Because this had never been done before. Mm-hmm. No one had ever pre-seasoned greens or vegetables and then cook them in a mass production process. Nobody had done that. And let me just say that there were many vegetable companies that were very angry that we got our foot in the door first. 
an outstanding. Like I said, I'm very familiar with the product because of the fact mm-hmm. that for two years, uh, you, uh, you advertise on the Steve Harvey Morning Show, the uh, nationally uh, award shows, the neighborhood awards. And so you guys had natural instincts about selling your brand to the community and putting it in a positive light in the community. I took that. That was my big takeaway about the Glory Foods brand, the whole marketing campaign. Now, when you sold the product, it's always like, you know, you, you sell your house, you know, you drive by your house, see if they're still taking care of the yard like you took care of the yard, you know. Were there any um, emotions still tied to it, how they were marketing the product or how the product was still tasting like it was when you was part of it or you just washed your hands and walked away? No, I will never wash my hands from mm-hmm. Glory Foods mm-hmm. because my my heritage mm-hmm. Are in those products. My mm. mother's recipes are in those Ooh. products. So never, ever would I ever walk away from Glory. Now I don't own it anymore. Yes, but when when you start a small business, you mm-hmm. always have to say, as I say, have the end in mind. Mm-hmm. As either you're going to sell it or you're going to transfer it to your heirs. Mm-hmm. You've got to have that plan. And when it popped up in 2010, we owed it to our investors to take advantage of it. Well, good. I'm, 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 I'm happy to have this conversation about it because of the fact that you started something and not many African-Americans get to hear an individual who was part of a successful startup. And the thing I've been noticing lately that I'm seeing more and more young entrepreneurs in the business. Why is entrepreneurship important for black people or African-Americans? Well, you know how we were taught. Yes, Don't put all your eggs in one basket. Absolutely. You got to have a plan A and a plan B to sustain yourself. Mm-hmm. And my parents lived by that motto. And when we started asking for money, they started saying, you need to get a job. <laughs> yes. And so, right, right. And so I grew up with that work ethic. Mm-hmm. So my father was a caterer part-time. My mother was the first African-American Avon lady in mm-hmm. Evansville, Indiana. Mm-hmm. And so when I grew up, I knew that I wasn't going to let one source of income dictate how I was going to live my life. I was always going to have something else that I could pull out. And so that's why I've had five careers. Because when one went away, I had something to pull out and jump on immediately. Mm -hmm. And I tell my students, because I teach at two universities, don't get caught up in this is, this is what I'm going to do with my life. Because you got to, you may have to change. When the economy changes, you may have to change. And that's important. I'm a firm believer of multiple streams of income. And that's not plan A, plan B. It's being taking advantage of the talents that God gave me and understand time management because you Absolutely. can do multi-layers. And that's the, that's the goal now, multi-layers. And I want to make this comment about young entrepreneurs. The reason I know the, there's a proliferation of young entrepreneurs because I see them in spaces like spaces. Those are, those are, those are office spaces you can rent an office or you can rent a, mm-hmm. or a day or an hour. We works. Mm-hmm. If you go on any of these buildings, you'll see a dominant amount of African-Americans renting out these spaces because it's making, giving them a, a, a shingle that they can hold. We'll be right back with more um, Dr. Iris and Cooper. Just ask Iris on Money Making Conversations because the second half, don't go anywhere. She's going to tell you how, what, you know, how to save your career or your business won't close in five years. More Money Making Conversations. Hi, this is Rashawn McDonald. You're listening to Money Making Conversations. Uh, on the phone is the founder, uh, one of the founders of Glory Foods, Inc., which is a multi-glory foods. Uh, been to any grocery store, um, sold food in a can, I like to say. I've, 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 I've tried it. Uh, it's very good food, uh, very good uh, 
know, vegetables, you know, greens and black eyed peas and some yams. It's all seasoned to taste. And it was a multi, it's a multi-million dollar food marketing company. Now she has another company that I really brought on the show about, and we're going to talk about it in this break called Jesk Ask Iris. Please tell us about that uh, format, Dr. Iris and Cooper. Well, when I was in banking, I was uh, challenged with working with a pretty much all-male environment, yes, and um, I realized that the odds were against me for being able to really compete, mm-hmm. so I made it my business to learn everything I could about financial services. I would go to meetings that I wasn't invited to. I would plop right down in the front row and try to figure out what was going on with foreign exchange and and contract collections. I wanted to know everything so that I could adequately go out and do what I was hired to do. Mm-hmm. And so when people would come in the bank and they'd ask questions, I was always the go-to person. Just go ask Iris. She'll figure it. She'll find out. She'll right. figure it out. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so that kind of carried forward to a newspaper column as well as a radio show in Columbus, Ohio. And I've always maintained, because my parents told me that no one can take knowledge from you. If you are the most knowledgeable person in the room, you already have sustainability. So I just always have been a fan of learning, and that's how the name came up. So if I want to, a fan of learning, which is Just Ask Iris, how is it placed in social media? Is it a website? Just tell tell my listeners and my fans exactly the format of how they can communicate with you in the, under Just Ask Iris. That's J-U-S-T, Ask, which is A-S-K, Iris, which is her first name, I-R-I-S. It's just ask Dr. I slash dot com. But if you email me at iris at just ask iris, I can make sure that you get to the website. Okay. Um, and I focus now on helping businesses reach that fifth year in mm-hmm. business, primarily food related businesses, but service as well. And um, I did that after receiving my doctorate in business in 2016, which um, provided me with time and resources to study small business for five and a half years globally. So I looked at all kinds of business models, different kinds of concepts, marketing strategies, what happens in failure, uh, the family dynamic. I spent a lot of time doing research. And I came up with four themes that I just want to mention to your audience um, as critical for sustainability. Um, the first is knowledge and experience. You cannot have enough training or, or, or mentoring or studying um, when you're operating a business. So take advantage of every opportunity to learn something more about your craft. Number two, work ethic and commitment. Don't say that you're going to spend four hours or eight hours. You've got to work until you get the job done, period. Mm-hmm. If that means 24 hours, Thank you. you've got to do it. The third um, element is social capital. People will provide resources and tools that money can't buy. You've got to have a team of people that are supporting you. And if you don't have an understanding with your family, it can be deadly for your business. And then finally, opportunity recognition through creative discovery. Just an example of that. One of my clients is Accelerated Laboratory Relocations. Started out as a typical moving company, but realized that 
businesses like universities had chemicals that had to be transported right. across country safely. And they saw that niche 15 years ago. African-American-owned company, and now they're the number one company here because they saw that opportunity 20 years ago. And it wasn't barbecuing, you know, no. it wasn't a car wash, because that's where we go. But that's you know what I'm okay. Saying? Yeah, that's okay. That's okay, too. Those are how we can, you But know, you know, start. what I'm saying is that because, you know, you're big on literacy, and I, and I always want to push our people, and especially people of color, that they're, that when the age of technology and the age of uh, augmented reality and the age of social media is that we have to let people know that we are more than that. And that's where you get, that's when you go and ask for a loan that's outside of that. They won't look at you like you're crazy or look at you like you don't have credibility to move forward with that opportunity. Because guess what? They have a perception of that's all you can do. And that's why I bring that up. And that's why I push on this show. We got to start broadcasting that we do more than that. We are capable of more than that. We have to start uh, opening a salon or a nail shop because we get, we, get, we get singled into athleticism. We get singled into entertainment. We get singled into clothes. We get singled into looks. We get, we, we get negative responses when we start talking about how intelligent we are or how we can, or we're capable of uh, leadership or we're capable of management. And that's what you're really big on with your, with your, with your venture, Just Ask Iris, correct? Absolutely, because my parents were not able to finish their education because of economic conditions Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and just the whole process of having to work to feed the family. So it was paramount that I finished school, and I believed that I was going to take it all the way. I didn't go back to school until 2011 to get my doctorate. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And let me tell you, I thought I was the oldest person (laughs) in the class. Nope. No, a lady came across the stage on a walker mm. with getting her doctorate. Mm-hmm. So as the world changes globally, yes, ma'am. you've got to change your perspective mm-hmm. on your business. It's not competing with right the, the business down the street. It's competing with China. It's, it's competition globally for those same little products or services. So yes, knowledge is critical. And if you're not a fan of learning and thinking, critical thinking, then maybe entrepreneurship is not for you. Maybe you should work for someone else. But if you want to rise above your circumstances, then you've got to have the knowledge. And that's so true. I always tell people who who complain about a 40-hour-a-week job, okay, you are not a person that should be an entrepreneur because of the fact that you have to work 60, 80, like you said, sometimes 24 hours to finish the task. If you're doing something for yourself, there should not be a, a time clock saying when you should stop. And I always tell people who are thinking about being, becoming entrepreneurs, the, the, the job that you work on is really setting the standards of how you should run your business because they're telling you you have to do something every hour, take a break, then do something every hour, and then have accountability of create reports on what you do. So if you're going to become an entrepreneur, just start writing down what you're doing. And if you can't, if you doesn't fill out a day's worth of responsibilities for one day and you don't have, and you have nothing to do the second day, you might want to stay at that job you at because you know that you've not sat down and, and uh, itemized a list of uh, organized thoughts to say, this is how I'm going to run my business. This is what I'm going to do in my day-to-day operations. And this is what I have to accomplish. And that's what you've been telling me in this entire interview. And you know what, when my best ideas come to me, Rashawn, in the middle of the night, 
Mm-hmm. And I have a pad of paper by my bed. And even though I'm sleepy and tired, I have to get up and write it down. I know we have technology and everything, but start where you are. And so when I wake up in the morning, I got ideas that came to me in the middle of the night that I've got to got to implement or, or launch the next day. So, yeah, you've got to be ready when that idea comes. It, absolutely. What a plan. And why is branding so important? Because you, that's part of your, your, your mantra when you were talking about what you did with food, any food enterprises, or any company that comes to you, like the company that does the, the chemical transportation across the United States. Why is branding so important? Well, it's your, it's your business's personality. You meet people in your life that you remember and others that you forget. It's because of their personal brand. Mm -hmm. And it's the same with businesses. You have to hear that message and see the vision that that company is presenting to you. Otherwise, you won't become engaged. Mm -hmm. And so when when they saw the Glory Foods brand, the the label and sunshine and, Mm -hmm. and read about it, that resonated with black women. That was that personality coming mm-hmm. through mm-hmm. on the label. Right. Another point, it's got to be consistent. If, if I'm out there selling glory foods, but, you know, people see me, you know, let's say uh, drunk at a, a bar or something <laughs> yes, like that, yes, yes. that doesn't fit. No. That doesn't fit. That's your brand. How can you be? Right. Your brand is yours, the soul of your business. Right. And people come to me and say, hey, can you help me with this product or this product? Well, if it's something that I can't support or will diminish my brand, I can't be a part of it. And that's important that, uh, you know, because your entertainers, they see your brand. Your athletes, they see your brand. Uh, a lot of people don't understand. Once you, once you take on a social media handle, you are suddenly a brand. You're not an individual anymore. So anything you post on that will be a representative of Absolutely. your brand. Absolutely. And, uh, Absolutely. People have gotten smarter a little bit, but I tell you about five years ago, everybody was stupid about the social media. Images of them smoking weed, partying mm-hmm. outrageously. No, not me. And then trying to go back to work on Monday like, what's wrong? What's wrong? No, what's wrong? All I did was it's just drop my drawers. What's wrong? What's wrong? What's wrong? What's wrong? It's I can't I, I can't be president of the company no more. <laughs> mm-hmm. Credibility, consistency. <laughs> Being trustworthy, all of those ethics yes, that our parents put into us as children uh, need to come through in your brand. Cool. Dr. Cooper, uh, tell us again how we can reach out to you, uh, both socially, on the web, uh, any numbers, so I can, uh, okay. uh, my fans would appreciate it. Mm-hmm. Okay. The website is justaskdrdr.com. Just ask Dr. Dr. Slash I.com. That's a little complicated, but if you can remember iris at justaskiris.com, that will get right to my email. Um, the number is 614-750-1870. Thank you very much. I appreciate you. Listening makes us smarter, more connected people. It makes us better partners, parents, and leaders. And there's no better place to start listening than Audible. Audible is where so many inspiring voices and compelling stories open listeners up to new experiences and ways of thinking. Audible members now get more than ever before. Members choose three titles every month, one audiobook plus two Audible originals that you can't hear anywhere else. Members also have unlimited access to more than 100 audio-guided fitness and meditation programs. Audible delivers bestsellers, business, self-improvement, 
development, memoirs, and more, all professionally narrated by actors, authors, and motivational superstars like Rachel Hollis, David Goggins, and Mel Robbins. Audible members can also get free access to the New York Times, Wall Street Journal, and Washington Post, delivered daily to the Audible app. With the convenient app, members can access Audible anytime, at the gym, while commuting, or on the go, and on any device. We'll always pick right back up where you left off. Audible also offers free and easy audiobook exchanges, credits you can roll over for a year, and a library you keep forever, even if you cancel. Explore all the ways listening on Audible can help improve mind, body, and soul with entertainment, information, and inspiration. You can get titles from your favorite iHeart talent, such as Chelsea Handler, Danny Shapiro, Charlemagne the God, and Bobby Bones on Audible. Start listening now with a 30-day Audible trial, and your first audiobook plus two Audible originals are free. Visit audible.com slash iHeart or text iHeart to 500-500.